Hey, good bitches, and welcome to the seventh episode of How to Be a Good Bitch. I'm Jules Arangihuia. And I'm Jodie Clark. Today, we're finally covering one of our most requested topics. It's heartbreak. Jodes and I are going to throw ourselves under the bus with a new little segment, When Good Bitches Go Bad, followed by our weekly listener question and an and ending on this week's confession. Jodes, this week's confession might be my favourite by far. I know, you were so hyped oh, for this. You can't stop talking can't. about it. I, I, and even, I was thinking, even if, like, what should I, should I write a clue? But every clue would give it away immediately. No, you just shut up to the end <laughs> of the episode. So make sure you hang around for that, guys. Now, I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that this is a later episode, mm-hmm. isn't it, Jules? Yep. So you are tuning in on a Thursday as opposed to our regular weekly Tuesday morning drop. Mm-hmm. So I just want to honour you all for joining yeah. us a little bit later because Miss Thang over here decided to go completely off grid. Very <laughs> disrespectful. Um, she did the most over Mardi Gras. So I'm... Look, you just you get into it, Jules. It's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, listeners. Um, my weekend went for twenty five years. I feel like that meme where that old lady's like, "I haven't had sex in eighty six years." I was, by the end of the weekend, I was like, "I haven't slept in eighty two years." She didn't talk years. to me for days. I was very needy. No, so Mardi Gras, as I gassed it up last Tuesday, is my favourite weekend of the year. Fuck Christmas. Yeah. Easter's boring as fuck. And fuck day, yeah, we get a day off, but whatever. Um, so my younger brother actually flew into town for it. Um, he's unfortunately 100% straight, but we he just knows that that's when, like, that's the party weekend, <laughs> Jody. He's uh, kind of hot. But <laughs> Jodie's giving me these eyes. She was fuming when he – Jodie was so furious at me when she found out my younger brother was – I was like, like yo, has good genetics. your brother now. <laughs> anyway, so he flew in. Look, we started at um, just a, a casual, boozy lunch, just the two of us catching up. And honestly, Jodie, it probably should have stopped there. It honestly should have stopped there. So but it didn't stop there, did it, no. We had a couple of drinks and then all my friends came over to mine. We all get dressed up. Follow our um, Instagram to see the pics mm-hmm. and the videos. At Good Be Podcast. Follow, follow. Um, we got dressed up. Uh, everyone that I've ever known seemed to, you know, just drop by mine. My house is very open door policy. Mm. It's very much the party house. So everyone came over to mine. We went to the parade. Do I remember getting to the parade? No. Do I remember the parade? Patches, patches. But I know there was, there was fireworks at one point, but that's all I can remember. Maybe a thong. And then we just went to the, the street party. So for those of you who aren't from Sydney, they close down the surrounding streets as well and everyone brings out their speakers and puts it on their balconies so you have a street party and everyone's just off, off tits. So it Love is them. the funnest thing ever. You do that, then you go into a bar, you grab a drink, you meet people. Don't forget, everyone's dressed to the nines, isn't dressed. I mean, look, not dressed to the nines because everyone's naked, but everyone, you know, has lots of body glitter on. Flamboyant is the word I'm going for. Flamboyant. You go back out to the street party, you go to another club, you go back out, go to another bar. We went back to my house. Before I knew it, I had a few randoms at my house. It was 4 a.m. and then we went to Kick-Ons at some rooftop in King's Cross. From Kick-Ons, I thought bottomless brunch was a great idea. Mm. Let it be known I hadn't slept at this point. Couldn't tell you what what I ordered. Um, but I saw I went margaritas a, on the table. Went, I saw that. Oh, well, apparently that was a good idea yes. at that time. And then it just got to the point where it's 6 p.m. the following evening. 
My eyes are the size of raisins. You know, I'm walking past families on the street and they're just shielding their children away from me. And I thought, this is a great Mommy. time to reevaluate my life, Jodes. This might be the perfect time to think about what the fuck I'm doing with my life. But no, such a fun weekend. I would highly recommend all of you interstate hoes, all of you, my so-called friends in <laughs> Perth, need to get the fuck over it from it. People from New Zealand, come over for it. It is the best weekend ever. And obviously celebrating a cause close to both our hearts. Yes. Um, but Jodes, you obviously text me around midday mm-hmm. on Saturday a bit. Uh, Jodes was supposed to come out with us. This is such a wah, wah, <laughs> No, wah. it's not. <laughs> We were debating whether or not to put this in, guys, but I was saying to Joe it's really important that every, the podcast listeners know that it's not always like Jules' side of like, blah, you know, we're now exactly. on a rooftop, now we're drinking at Bottomless Brunch. Yeah. There's also another side to us. Exactly. So obviously I had full intention of dipping it and doing it mm-hmm. with Julesy over here, but on that day, for whatever reason, I had – a lot going on. I mean, I'm pretty busy in my life at the moment and it all sort of came to a head for me. And I, I could I was trying to dress myself right to go to Jules's house. And have you ever had that a situation, ladies, where you're like you're trying on different outfits, you're feeling really stuffy and frustrated. I think like my room became an absolute tip. I couldn't even dress myself. I got really, really anxious. I was tired. I just could not get my shit together to the point where I was getting so frustrated with myself. I actually started to break down in, into tears. Mm, like I started mm-hmm. to, to get really upset and be like, why can't I just get it together? I just want to get dressed and go to Jules. Mm. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? This is my girl. She's going to understand. She's not going to be mad with me. I'm just having a day and I'm not going to be the best version of myself. Mm. So I just texted Jules and I said, hey, babe, um, what did I even say? Do we even have the text? I can't so even. just said. Uh, just okay. actually fucking read out what I even said. It I was, was like, hey, this is like 100% real. Okay. So you did it in different little parts. So at 1 p.m. you text me, I'm at home battling to leave the house with mm-hmm. a crying face. Correct. I was battling. And then you text me half an hour later saying, I'm a whole mess. I need to wash my hair. Can I just come casual? And, of course, I was like, duh, I just want to see you. I don't give yeah. a fuck what you're wearing. Yeah. And then you messaged me saying, um, I just don't think I'm going to come to drinks, my love. I've spent the last two hours trying to get dressed and it's bringing me to tears. Mm-hmm. Not sure what's going on with me today, but I'm for sure not ruining the highlight of your year. <laughs> Wow, I really pumped this up. Say have, that. Have fun celebrating with your friends. And I just wrote back, babe, look after yourself. Yeah. I, oh, it's so not a That's, big – And it's so uh, – I'm glad we're bringing this up because every girl has been in that position where, yeah. you know, oh, you're suddenly too ugly, you're too mm. fat, mm. Um, you hate everything about yourself in that moment, mm-hmm. you, you hate the room you live in, you hate the suburb, mm-hmm. everything that, you know, everything's going wrong. And there's, it's just, you know, and there doesn't need to be, there's nothing actually going wrong in my life right now. Mm. I'm actually really happy. I'm probably the happiest I've been in a really long time. Mm. But again, it's like people feel, if you're battling with anxiety, right, Mm. there doesn't necessarily have to be a trigger. Sometimes Mm. you just have a day and there's not necessarily a cause for that. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I add some sunshine into your life? Yes, you can. Because. We're ready for it. Yes, like I told the listeners, my younger brother was in town and we, we don't catch up. We're not one of those siblings. We, we don't – I don't know if you do with this. We don't text or anything. Like mm-hmm. it's very like, hey, what are you getting mum for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> and that's but about the together, extent of it. But when you're together, it's all love. For sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So he was telling me 
that his a few of his gorgeous, hot, sexy friends who oh, are male hello. Hello. listen to our podcast religiously. And I need to make a PSA right here and right now. I've said over and over again, I'm DTF. <laughs> so why the fuck are my DMs still empty? First of all, yes, and this isn't the second time, this isn't the first no. time this has come to our attention, has it, yeah. Jules? We have heard on multiple occasions that there are zaddies tuning in, getting off on our podcast. First of all, I just want to honour you kings. Yeah. Keep doing you what you're kings. doing mm-hmm. as you were. Keep doing the good work. <laughs> but I need you to level up now and actually <laughs> come through into the DMs at Good Bee Podcast and come through with those invites, come through with those dates, come through with those kick With kick-offs. your friends' numbers, the kick-ons, I love to see it. Where you at? Because... Uh. I just don't understand. But yeah, I hope that made you feel better, Jodes. It did. I love it. Shout out to those kings. All right. Now, on that beautiful, sexy note, we need to go to break, Jules. But mm-hmm. before we do, again, my good bitches, please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple, we're everywhere now. How to be a good bitch or talk to us on the gram at Good Be Podcast. We'll be right back after this. All right, guys, we are on to our main topic, something we have been, I think this was maybe one of the reasons why I know personally I wanted to start the podcast Mm -hmm. and it's heartbreak Yes, and our own experiences. uh, Jodes, I'd love to hear what you've been through. Mm -hmm. Might start with you just... Let's talk. Let's just start talking about heartbreak and yeah, your own um, own stories. Mm-hmm. Well, the interesting uh, Jules and I were talking about this the other day, and one thing that for me really, really came through was was the bizarre reality, Jules, mm-hmm. that the most hurt I've ever been was actually from guys that I wasn't even committed to yes or in a committed relationship with it was Mm -hmm. either a situationship or we were seeing each other we were sleeping together it was Mm. you know a variety of fuck shit that us girls in this you know Mm -hmm. in this state of fucking Mm. what do you even call it have to deal with when it comes to dating these days and I was just like it's crazy that you know because I have had a couple of longer term relationships but I found that my longest relationship was actually the easiest to get over. 100%. Same with mine. Isn't it crazy? Mm. And it's like, mm. and I just feel like it, it for me, it, the length of a relationship doesn't mean shit. And I know that with my longest, I checked out long before it ended. Oh, and I think girls actually, we do that because we're such kind creatures mm-hmm. we actually stay in a relationship six months too long mm-hmm. so and I know that we've spoken on this before yeah so by the time that we actually say to our boyfriends at the time I want to break up with you we've already checked out six yeah. months beforehand mm-hmm. and for some the boys are always like sh- so shocked which they is crazy so shocked, which is it's crazy because like- it's like you're joking I've avoided you for six months I've, we've, we stopped having sex eight months ago blah, blah, blah. I think once you lose the mind, Mm -hmm. you've lost everything. So it is so important for females to keep being stimulated. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because everything else goes. But tell me about your actual breakup stories. How have you ever been broken up with? How did you break up with? So let's go to this long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. How did you end things? 
So with, oh, I nearly said his name there. <laughs> Oof! Well, I have a lawsuit on our hand, girl. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we're cool, we're cool. Um, well, I won't get through the whole relationship, mm-hmm. but how it ended, the actual breakup, which is what we're talking about, is essentially he went to Europe for four weeks, mm-hmm. which I was totally supportive of. Mm-hmm. And how long, can you say how long you guys were together for? Almost two years. Oh, so that's four weeks is nothing in a two-year scheme of things. Yeah. And where it all came to a head is that he ended up cheating on me in Europe. And how did you find this out? Instagram. Oi, always. Do they think we're dumb? I'm like, bro, this is me. Okay. You're not like – and what was crazy is that it started with me seeing pictures of him in bars with other females Mm -hmm. and just the vibe of the photo I thought was a bit off. Mm. Like it's all all good if you're out with friends or meeting new people. That's what happens when you're traveling, right? Mm -hmm. Totally appreciate that. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't being straight up about it. And when I called him on it when I was messaging, being like, oh, hey, babe, what's going on here, la, 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 he wouldn't actually – get into it with me like mm. he just kind of blew it off and mm. like my woman intuition was like eh, 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 yeah. this is dodgy it's funny how our, our guts as females Always and I bet listen. you as soon as you looked at that photo you knew I was like oh hell mm. no mm-hmm. um I knew I fucking knew mm-hmm. um and when I pulled him up his reaction was just like he just didn't want to deal he was very just evasive and, I mean, we were having problems before he left. Always, I will say yeah. that. I'm not going to blame that on me, mm-hmm. but we were having, you know, I didn't want to go on, like, I, I didn't want to break up before then. Oh, I think, oh, that's right. I think I told him I actually wanted to go on a break, mm. but he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we were having issues, but irrespective. Yeah. Until he, was, he met Sarah in Ibiza, uh, and then he was suddenly I mean, like, I need this break. I just cannot. Yeah, okay. Um, so I pulled him up on that. And funnily enough, I mean, it was I was absolutely right because the this chick lived, I mean, for me, it was just ridiculous. She was some young thing that lived in Finland. Mm-hmm. So it was never going to go anywhere. It was just a holiday romance. But she actually ended up after I broke up. Okay, let's get into the actual breakup part. <laughs> I broke up with him over the phone when he was at Kuala Lumpur. How do I say it? Kuala, Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur mm-hmm. Airport because I was off, off it, it, off yeah, it, yeah. and I knew for sure that he was being shady mm-hmm. on the basis of his behaviour. He was being super sketch, and I was off it. And he ended up dating this chick. She ended up moving to Australia on like a working visa, and he was seeing her for like months after. And at what point were you heartbroken? Do you think was it the the point you saw the photo, or was it the point that you found out that she's moving to Australia? At what point was the hardest? I think the part that pissed me off the most, but mm. I, do, I wouldn't even say this was heartbreak because as we touched on, I think I checked out yeah. before he even went to Europe. It was more, I think, realistically my ego mm. and I was pissed off at the way he was handling it because he was not handling it like a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was only like 28 at the time, 27, 28. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can throw him a bone. He's a good person. Yeah. If you're listening, you're a good person, mm. but that was some fuck shit. Mm-hmm. And... I think the part that pissed me off the most was the the lack of honesty and the mm. fact that I was 100% bang on the whole fucking time mm. when I found out down the line, down, down the line, that he was bringing this chick to his family's house that, you know, we mm. used to go and stay at. 
and doing the shit with her that we used to do. Girls out there, they'll know that's a fucking trigger. Like when you see your ex's, your ex taking his new thing to the places that you used to go, doing the shit that you used to do, that's what pissed me off. I was like, oh, you're bringing this chick around your family? Mm-hmm. These are people I still had a relationship with? That's actually what pissed me off because I knew it wasn't going to last. Mm-hmm. I was like, boy, this ain't shit and you know it. Why mm-hmm. are you even doing this? It was ridiculous. And do you think, I think as females we get like that because, oh, I'm not too sure if it was just a female thing. It's obviously just from experience because when you're with that person, you obviously see, you know, whether you like to admit it or don't, you see your whole life with them yeah. and you think you're irreplaceable. Yeah. But obviously this guy is going to invite, you know, obviously they're going to meet, but it's still that twang that you feel in your heart yeah. that, oh, yeah. no, I was supposed to be the only one and yes. now she's living the life that I thought I would be living. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, what's behind that psychology. Well, maybe we'll get someone on that who can talk about that, like, in, in our brain. Because obviously, bizarre. you know, now looking at it from above, you know that obviously that's going to happen. Like, obviously they're going to move on and meet mum. But in that state you're like, how dare you, you know? I it's just so remember strange. thinking it was it was just ridiculous. I mean, mm. they're not together anymore, obviously. She was just some – I don't even know what he was up to there. Yeah. yeah. But um, – mm. um, yeah. Well, do you think you were heartbroken? Would you call that a heartbreak? What was the biggest heartbreak of your life? I wouldn't say that was – it's different. It's a different feeling. I, um, I don't know if I was, if I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I was definitely hurt. And, I mean, this was someone I, I certainly saw a future with. We had discussed moving in together. We discussed buying prop, like investment properties mm. together. Mm-hmm. Like it was definitely a serious relationship. There were, issue, there were issues, but I remember being more gutted and frustrated with how he handled stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think I knew deep down that he wasn't right for me. The most heartbroken I've ever been was from someone who I was never even with, Mm. crazily enough. It was someone that triggered a lot of childhood trauma within me, brought up stuff from, like, my childhood because he was so – because it literally drove me to therapy because I was so fucked up over it. I was like, okay, this isn't even about this boy. Yeah, I think we – This is about me. I think we might have met when you were – I wouldn't say in the throes of it, but when you were just coming, coming, coming off out of it, it yeah. coming out of it. Well, Jodes and I met when I when she had, was, I think maybe just finished therapy over him. Yeah, but I we instantly. I, I don't even want to give him yeah. that power, though, babe. To even say it was over him, it was he was the vessel mm. for work that mm-hmm. I needed to do within mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of my father. Mm-hmm. And it was just triggering and he brought up a lot of stuff around safety and I hadn't felt safe since I was young and yeah. just, you know, f- issues around my self-worth and what I was allowing and yeah. it was actually not even really about him. It was a, a life lesson and healing that I needed to do through that individual. Yeah. I'm almost, oh God, I wouldn't say jealous, but... Mm. Uh, I feel like I've, I'm missing a and, – and listeners, you can write in if you um, are also, you know, Team Jules on this one. Mm-hmm. Team Jules is the wrong thing. You get what I mean. I feel like I'm missing an emotion because I swear down I have never been heartbroken mm-hmm. or that upset. Mm. Like I honestly think there's this whole other realm that I've just never tapped into and there's probably stuff deeper about that. And I don't know if it's because 
we grew up on look I've, I've had um I've broken up with people but maybe it's because we grew up on Disney and mm. now we have this Instagram life but I just thought that love would be more mm. is that a weird thing to say I, no I, not at all I, th- I thought it was so supposed to be this all-consuming running after each other on the street I, I just thought it was going to be that so when I found myself in a relationship I was like oh this is just like nice and boring <laughs> It, it shows up very differently mm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. believe, you know, what the media, yeah, you know, sure. portrays that true love is. I've got girlfriends who are, you know, very much happily coupled up. Yeah. Um, and she, one girlfriend of mine, she was not really feeling this guy until like the fifth, sixth date. Yeah, okay. And now, she, like, they're married. But maybe that's something wrong with me because I'm like, I expect this big dramatic, like, emotions and it's just nothing. So I actually don't think I've ever... Hand on heart, I don't think I've mm. ever been heartbroken because the way that people talk about heartbreak when they say you feel like you can't breathe, you feel like you, your literal heart has been ripped out, I have never. I just I, feel like I've missed that. I would not wish it mm. on anyone. I yeah. remember being at Sydney Airport just gutted mm. at the shit that I had endured. I was just exhausted. I was, I was openly crying at the airport. That's yeah. how that's that was a low point for me. Yeah. To be fair, the, I'm sure they say that quite a lot, babe. Sydney, I know, but I'm sure Sydney it's, it's embarrassing, yeah, though, right? Course. I yeah. felt embarrassed. I remember crying on the plane. Like it was just, yeah. it was fucked. Yeah. I mean, the only dramatic breakup I have had was when, um, like we said, I reckon I chicked out, chicked out. Oh, there's my Kiwi accent mm. coming through. I checked, I checked out, out. I checked out. Did I checked out of that relationship probably six or eight months, you know, before yeah. I actually did it, and then, um. You know, I went over to the guy's house and um, he texted me that day saying, "Hey, babe, like I'll, I'll make you dinner tonight." And I said, "Oh, no, no, I'll just uh, I'll just come over quickly." And he knew instantly. You yeah. know, so we were obviously on rocky terms. He knew instantly. He knew. And he know he was like, "What do you mean you're going to come over?" He just kind of, and I just said, "I'll just see you later." So yeah. I get to his house, and he's standing and he's really antsy and he's mm. like, he knows, and I clear. I just said. Uh, I'm off it. Well, I didn't say I'm off it, guys. I'm a bit more nice than that. But, you know, Savage. I just said, I'm not, I can't do this anymore. I'm not, I'm just not feeling it. It's, it's you know, it's me, not you, blah, blah, blah. Because it was me. I just woke up one day and I was like, oh, now today's the day, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and he lost it. He was crying, screaming. He was on his knees, begging, like mm-hmm. had his like head in my shirt, just sobbing and crying. And then he went in waves of like, okay, well, get the fuck out then. So I grabbed my stuff and I was getting out and then he'd be like, no, just stay, just stay, mm-hmm. like on his knees. I'm like, whoa, this is the most emotion you've shown me all relationship. Like, so that was quite dramatic. And then he started reaching out to my friends and shit. So he was going but, through oh, it. He was but going that through That always it. happens, don't you find? Yeah. When you actually make the cut, the guy's always emotional. Even in my situation – when he got back to Sydney, of course, he was in his feelings because yeah. I was out with another guy that night. I was off it. Yeah, 100%. And then exactly like what you said, there was this guy that I was on and off with for about a year and things just stopped so abruptly mm. that I was way more heartbroken. I'm using air quotes. Mm-hmm. I was so much more heartbroken over that because it was the what if. Mm. Whereas with old mate, it Old was I, I had done. It was done, and I couldn't imagine our life together. Already, I was yeah. so done. Whereas when when it was with um, Mark, <laughs> fuck, I don't know why I choose his name. But Mark. when it was when it was with Mark, I was like, but what if like that? Maybe that was the love of my life. He certainly had the biggest dick I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. That thing popped out my fucking throat when we had sex. Hello. Like, and you know, actually thinking about so now saying it this out loud, I know exactly why I loved him so much. Because and also your 
you're blowing him up in your head oh. rather than actually you don't know the flawed human yes. that he truly is, babe. Because so we were on and off, so I hadn't got to know, yeah. You only saw little snippets of him and the shit that you love, like mm. the fire D and, yeah. and all of that, those saucy feelings. You don't actually, you didn't receive the full extension of who he would be <laughs> in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a lot of the times that is not what you think it would be. Yeah, you, you, it's all in your head. Mm-hmm. There's an Ariana Grande, Grande song. That's oh, in my head. In my head. Yeah, no, Listen yeah. to that. I relate to that so heavy. But, guys, we did want to, you know, Jones and I were listening to our um, episodes and we were thinking, yeah, we really, yes, men are fucked. And, yes, we <laughs> seem to acknowledge it every episode. So this episode we're just doing a little segment, Let Us Know How It Lands, listeners, called When Good Bitches Go Bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we own the fact that we are, we're just two good bitches trying to lead good lives. Emphasis on the trying. And it definitely hasn't been all sugar and spice, best belief. Mm-hmm. We've definitely made our mistakes. So we want to get real on our shitty behaviour. What what shitty things did we do in relationships? Mm-hmm. I'll start. Go for it. I am, because of my competitive nature. You are competitive. I, crazy competitive. That leads me to being very petty in a relationship if I'm unhappy. So if he texts me and he's going out with the guys, oh, you're going out tonight? Guess what? I'm not coming home until Tuesday. <laughs> oh, you're not going to text me back? Guess what? I'm getting a new phone. I'm not giving you my number. <laughs> and this is in full-blown relationships. Um, Jones, what, what, what's some things that you do that you're not proud of, hun? Well, one thing does stand out that I, f- I actually felt really shitty about. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at uni, I basically finessed this guy for a solid, like, two years. He was madly in love with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just played him like a fiddle. Mm-hmm. Didn't have anything, to, no connection, no, like, meh. As a friend, he was really cool. Mm. I was into him, but he was just, like... If I said jump, he'd want to know how high. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's so not attractive to us. And he was such a cool guy, but I was just not into it. But he would do my uni work for me. Mm-hmm. He was so great to me. Like occasion- Good sex, good sex. I didn't let him hit. Occasionally. Really? No. He stayed around for two years and you never had sex. I, I did let him go down on me a couple of times. Oh, you bloody saint, Jodie <laughs> Clark. I got holy on it. <laughs> <laughs> was he good at that at least? I just don't think I was into him. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I was I. It was I. Yeah, yeah. But um, I felt bad about that, mm-hmm. right, because he was actually a good guy. Um, I look back at some of the shit I did and I was like, I was just young and immature. And uh, when I look back, at, there's been a few guys who I, I feel like I've really hurt. Mm. And shout out to those kings if they're listening in. Yeah, and, we love you. Um, I was just immature and lost. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sorry if mm. I've done any fuck shit to you. Mm-hmm. And speaking of immature, mm-hmm. uh, because I do like my fashion, I have a passion for fashion. I you hate do. when people say that. You do, darling. Uh, a couple of my exes have had terrible fashion sense. Great, great guys. So um, just another fuck shit I've done in relationships. Every time I'd go over to his house, I'd steal one of his ugly slogan shirts and chuck it in the bin and be like, I don't know, babe, the laundromat girl is pathetic. Like She's She's petty. the worst. Or some of his fucking <laughs> disgusting speed dealers, I'd always sit on them and be like, oh, these fucking Bali sunglasses, they always break. <laughs> That's so funny is I remember throwing out an ex's 
Remember when Ed Hardy was cool? Yes, it's now cool again, oh, but yeah, back in the day. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. I remember throwing out all his trash Ed Hardy because it was <laughs> just feral. Fuck, if he sold that now, he'd get crazy money. Oh, I'd but, say he's probably oh. still got some, yeah, snuck in away. But, Jones, I do think we Heading desperately away. need to go to break. No, we do. Let, let's do it. Let's mm-hmm. dip it and do it. Go to break. But, look, make sure you bitches have actually subscribed and followed our podcast, How to Be a Good Bitch. And, you know, we'd love a rate and review. Mm-hmm. There is that still that one-star petty one there. <laughs> so we need to get our numbers up. All of these kings that, you know, are sexy and listen to us, we need you to be writing. Yeah. yeah. If, if you get a nut off this... Um, <laughs> you owe us! <laughs> if you're getting nut off this uh, podcast, you need to leave us a five-star review right now. All right, we are back with our listener question. Thank you so much for writing in. We love these. Um, And, yeah, very relatable to today's topic, so I'm just going to get right into it. Listener says, I know I don't want to be with my ex, but why can't I stop thinking about him? Loving these short questions, Mm -hmm. by the way. Thank you, listeners. First of all, baby girl, are you stalking his social media? Mm -hmm. Because... That re-traumatizes you all yeah. over again. Yeah, really Keeps does. Keeps that neural pathway going and that is a big reason why us ladies can't let go because we, we stay hooked, we stay in the cycle mm-hmm. until we stop stalking. 100%. And it's just like, uh, you know, going back to episode one, episode two, where we spoke about New Year's resolutions and the famous, the infamous, should I say, the stripper video, I mm. just blocked and deleted immediately. Have I thought about them again? Probably like once or twice in comparison to the 2000th time if they mm. was, I still had them on socials. Uh, so definitely having them on socials. Also, Jodes gave me great advice um, in the last segment that you're probably romanticising them mm-hmm. like by crazy amounts. Um, so maybe even thinking about all the fuck shit they used to do and how you no longer have to, you know, you no longer have to fucking you know, do all of his dirty washing or hang out with all his creepy friends. Um, what else, what other advice can we give this, Jones? Definitely no social media stalking. Look, it pains me to say it, but moving on as mm. quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the famous saying? If you want to get over someone, get, get under, under someone, someone new. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, hey, look, I'm saying when you're ready, don't force it. You know, take your time to grieve, Mm. heal, whatever you need to do. But I do recommend trying to move on as quick as possible. I'm all about throwing yourself into the three pillars, your health, wealth, and your relationships. Yes, okay. I remember when I broke up with my long-term ex and you do, you suddenly have all this free time. You do. Like too much. So, you know, during that time I became the best friend that anyone had because I had all this time for them. I got crazy, probably a bit too obsessive, but crazy into my gym. And because it gave me Because it gave me somewhere I would go and they would say hello to me. Like yeah. even though that sounds insane, it just goes somewhere where you have an appointment, they're expecting you. It's you know, social. You have, a, you have a familiar face. It's positive. I also started watching AFL down at my local pub like nobody's business because – Soon enough, the bartenders would know you. This probably mm-hmm. um, relates to my um, drinking problem. <laughs> Soon enough, the bartenders recognise you. The locals are more so likely to say, you know, hello to you. So I definitely think throwing yourself into every, you know, extracurricular activity and keeping yourself so busy. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, it, sound, it sounds cheesy, right? It sounds like keep yourself busy, mm-hmm. hang out with your friends, invest in your fam, like blah, blah, blah. It's like, but 
it really be facts. There's, there's a reason why cliches are cliches. Exactly. Mm. Just you have to stay busy. If you're at home ruminating and stalking them and crying, and it's 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 you're gonna make yourself feel worse. You really do work these things up in your head. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's on to the the last. But definitely not least because this is probably my favourite part of today's potty, Jodes. I have loved speaking to you about heartbreak. But this confession is so great I'm that s- I am I'm, dying to I tell you. I, I can't wait to hear this just because you've just been so excited <laughs> about it all week. All right, let's get into it. And thank you so much to this GB who wrote in. An I, actual I good bitch. An actual good bitch. And once again, completely anonymous. Jodes has no idea who the fuck this is. She has no idea what's about to come out of my mouth. Zero idea. GB says, it all started with some good old sunny day drinking, <laughs> doesn't it all? <laughs> with the girlfriend. Every bad story, eh? Every <laughs> bad story starts with day drinking. <laughs> it all started with some good old sunny day drinking with a girlfriend. Six months into relationship, my boyfriend had had enough of my wild drinking and we got into a heated argument as he was strictly no alcohol. Mm. We broke up that night. <laughs> I love that straight to the chase. We broke up that night so I called my girlfriend back to pick me up and carry on our boozy day into the night with a couple of the bros. So I'm assuming that's just like her guy. Friends, mates. yep, male friends. Soon enough that led to a room of all of us fucking. Okay. Oh, so, so okay. What? So I had to write That's to this GB. Escalated? I had to write to this GB and say, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. What was this? What happened in this room?" And she wrote back to me, saying, "So it was this huge room. Mm-hmm. There was a double bed on one side where I was, and the other side had a queen bed, which my friend was with two guys. So there was a threesome happening in one corner and sex happening on the other corner. Wow. Then there were couches, sort of like in the middle, and there was a guy watching us all." My friend had come over to us and played a little with me. Then we went back to our separate guys. Oh, <laughs> my God. What, wait, that's not the end of it. Once I was done with my guy and ready to head home, he offered to drive me. As we were about to leave my friends, this guy came out who she was with and told me to sit in the back with him. Mm-hmm. As my guy friend drove me home, I fucked his friend in the back seat whilst he watched us in the rearview mirror. Oh, my God. That is spicy. And that is exactly why I started podcasting. That ex- I felt like my whole life has led me to this point. Thank wow. you so much for that spicy confession. We have to wrap this episode up. Please follow us at Good B Podcast on the gram. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. And leave us some written love and rate us, please. We can climb higher in the charts. Five star only. None of that one star fuck shit. We will be back to our usual schedule of Tuesday mornings. So we'll we'll see you in a few days. Thanks so much. Yo, yo.